and welcome back to episode six of I Was Hornswoggled, a podcast journal about waking up from a narcissist-induced nightmare. It is 11-30-2021, and I'm recording from my cozy basement family room bunker because my nuggets are sick this week, so we did not have van journal time. (laughs) So I'm going to title this as such a long title for a short show. So it's titled Narcissists in the Internet, Peeling Back Your Identity and Realizing It Wasn't You. So greetings to you and thank you for stopping back in and uh, for episode six, I welcome you to my podcast journal where I share my awakening from my narcissist induced nightmare. Horn swoggled means to trick or deceive someone and ah, let me tell you, I have definitely been horn swoggled and by someone so close to me for at least the past 20 plus years of my life. My mom, I have decided to share my experience to offer support to others who are going through the same thing my family is. The content I have found surrounding narcissistic abuse by professionals and fellow survivors has brought me so much comfort in knowing that we are indeed not alone. This podcast is meant to share my experience, information I have found helpful, graph infographics that I wanted to share and the sources so that you can check it out on your own and also to share my feelings as I unpack this huge blow as well as share content that has helped me to find answers and heal. So without further ado, let's dive in. Oh, right. So if you're like me, you're on social media, and if you are always trying to learn more about narcissism and stuff, you'll come across some handy, helpful nuggets. And I have two of those items that I wanted to share with you. They're in the form of an infographic. One is by at understanding the narc Maria Consiglio, and the other one has no author. So um, this is the first one. Narcissists will give you clues to the things they are doing and also to the things they are thinking of doing. For example, they may mention a co-worker in a negative way. They may say horrible things about the co-worker and then it turns out it's that very co-worker that they are having an affair with. Also, they may be doing exactly what they say they are opposed to doing. And that made me remind, that reminded me of exactly how I started to unravel the deception that my mom was doing to me and my family at the church we were going to. I had been going to the church for, it would be going on two years when I found out that my mom was a narcissist and she was going to the same church as my husband and my kids. And I had not... I was always told that my my mom always said, oh, we're Christian, we're Christian. But now that I look back, we didn't live a Christian lifestyle whatsoever. She just liked to go to church now for I know narcissistic reasons to like, you know, outdo people, compete with people. She would hop churches. You know, we go from one church to the next church and the next church. And then, oh, we just didn't go to anymore. She must have ran out of churches. <laughs> so... 
now that in, as an adult and then um, coming to Christ in my own depression after my dad passed away and being drawn in for the relationship with, with our creator and not all of the hubbub and man-made um, hoops and that a lot of denominations have, um, I, <laughs> I can totally see this now. So... This reminded me of um, the church we were going to. We were really enjoying ourselves. We felt the first time we ever felt like we had um, a family environment uh, with people and helpful people and kind people and stuff like that. And it was our very first experience of actually having a church family, if you want to call it that. And um, I, not knowing that my mom was as um, evil as she was, I told, I've mentioned a couple times, she would ask me, oh, I see you're hanging out with so-and-so. Is she really nice? I'm like, yeah, she's really nice. We have a lot in common. Our kids are the same age. She's really, you know, we like to do like bullet journaling or, you know, drawing or coloring or crafts or whatever. You know, she's game for anything. And and um, it was really nice to connect and start to make friends with other moms that were my age, that had kids my age, that had similar interests. So little did I know I was telling my narcissist where my where like my proverbial or my cliche goat was. I, I did not know that I was telling her where she needed to focus her attention. And that was remove her daughter's friend immediately because narcissists don't want you to have friends. They want you to rely solely on them so that when they discard you, you will be broken. You will have nobody to rely on, nobody to tell your sad story to, nobody to run to. You will be isolated and miserable and that's what they like. Well, I did not know this. And there were several times in my life I just pretty much shined a spotlight on anything of value in my life. And then I don't know why I see patterns in every other area of my life, but I did not with my mom. And I think it's because she was my mom. And that's why covert narcissists, especially ones that are your parents, are the most, it's the most diabolical, insidious scenario ever. So I remember specifically, I was hosting a birthday party for my kids and their birthdays are so close together. We tend to do like joint birthdays because they're young and they enjoy the same things. So the church let us rent out the hall. (laughs) I invited all of our in-laws over, their church friends, their school friends, you know, and I did not know this from behind the scenes. This is before I found out my mom was a narc. This was uh, everything leading up to that point. I had actually... Um, no, no, that's right. I invited my sister to help me because we already, this was after the, the store when we found out she was playing us, but we didn't know to the extent yet. And this is how I started to unravel exactly what the the direction my mom was taking. So I had made this big party. She had always been a clown Uh, for like 25, 30 years. She did clown birthday parties, which now I understand is a perfect job for a narcissist because they love to be the center of attention. And clowns that do birthday parties are indeed the center of attention. And that is a perfect trough, a little trough. I always look at um, uh, supplies as troughs. Like they just go up and just drink out of a trough because they're, you know, little farm creatures. So... (laughs) 
I remember throwing this party, and then I remember my friend not coming. She sent her husband and her kids, but she did not come. And I thought, well, that's really weird. <laughs> Why is my I, I, we we got along. We've been friends for we were friends for two years. We hosted like craft nights together, and then all of a sudden, my friend just is not there. And um, she said that I had texted her and checked to see if she was all right. She says she just wasn't feeling good or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just let it roll. And I'm sitting there like trying to juggle, you know, that we did like tacos and we had this taco bar and I was refilling everything and making new punch and stuff like that. And my husband was helping me. And um, thankfully I had reconnected with my sister and she had, she said she would help me too. And then I thought it was quite strange that my mom came over and said, so um, where's your friend at? And I said, um, I guess she couldn't make it. I, I think she, she said she wasn't feeling well. She goes, oh, has she been acting strange around you? Has she been acting different? And I was like, um, a little, like, just probably because she don't feel good. I did not, it did not hit me that at that point that why was my mom fishing around? Why was she hinting? That's what this, 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 uh, infographic hit me it said narcissists will give you clues to the things they are doing <laughs> had i had my sherlock holmes little spectacle out you know and surveying the situation i would have it would have hit me ding 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 your mom is screwing with your friendship but no didn't catch on at all not at all until after the party and I'm starting to think about everything my mom had said. And then my sister said, you know what? Mom didn't think you could even pull off the party. She didn't think. She goes, I'm going to. She, she's, My mom literally was talking smack about her daughter not being able to throw a birthday party. She's like, she ain't going to be able to do this. This is a big party. I know it's just going to flop. She was already like thinking negative thoughts to programming. She just could not wait for it to fail. And I was like, wow. And my sister corrected her and she goes, um, have you forgot that we both have thrown you multiple birthday parties? Because in my house, if you didn't throw my mom a birthday party or, you know, just be elaborate and everything that had to do with her, she would throw a temper tantrum. And now we know why, because she's a freaking narc. <laughs> she would throw a, a narcissist temper tantrum. How dare us not bow down and kiss the ring every October 4th? You know, how dare us? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I find out that she was just waiting for my uh, birthday party for my kids to crash and burn. She, she was waiting and it didn't. And everybody had a good time. And she had volunteered to be the clown for the last time for their birthday party. And I was like, well, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. And she's like, no, I want to do it. And I just thought, how how evil to sit back, to volunteer, to act like you're being a, um, a willing participant of the party, but then secretly wanting it to just suck. You know, I'm like, wow, this is pretty, pretty weird. So then we clean up, we get everything to, ready to go. And, you know, it starts to hit me. Wow. My mom was asking some really strange questions about my friend, you know? So I, on the way home, I tell my husband, I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. Like why would she be like, is your friend acting different? And then I started, once I had time to sit and nitpick it out, I'm like, hmm, I feel like this is foreshadowing. <laughs> Knowing that she has been you know, screwing with me and my sister forever, 
what if she's screwing with everybody that I've ever come in contact with? And that's when it hit me. The spider web was way bigger than I ever anticipated. So I get home and I put everything away. And the next day, because it was late, I called my friend the next day. And I was like, hey, um, I just want to ask you a question. And it might seem really strange. But I just want to know, has my mom been pulling you aside and telling you a bunch of weird stuff about me? And she goes, oh... She said, I, I didn't know how to tell you, but yes, she has. And I've been wanting to tell you, but I didn't know how to tell you. And, um, I said, okay. I said, I, I just had a feeling because at the party, um, when you couldn't make it, um, she said, is your friend acting strange around you? Has she been acting different? And she kept prodding me. She wanted me to say yes. So she would know that her meddling and smear campaign that she was doing was working. That's what she wanted to know. So, cause I find out from my friend that she would call my friend over and say that she needed help with something. And my friend was a vegetarian. She called my friend over and made biscuits and gravy loaded with sausage, knowing that she was a vegetarian and sits down and goes, here, I made you this. And she said, yeah, it was really strange. She invited me over knowing that I'm a vegetarian and made me biscuits and gravy loaded with sausage. I told her that's okay. I don't really want any. She shoved the bowl at me and told me it's okay. Just pick out the meat. So even my mom was being a a jack wagon to my friend who she was calling over. She goes, yeah, she would call me over and she told me that she wanted to do like a Bible study or something, or she had something she wanted to show me. And she would just sit and just badmouth you the whole time and just make up all these outrageous stories about you. And I said, oh, oh, this sounds a lot familiar. You know why? I just found out she's been doing this to me and my sister for the past 20 years. She has been coming to me and telling me these outrageous stories about my sister. And she's been going to my sister and telling her these outrageous stories about me. So I thought, hmm, if she could do that to my sister, she's doing this to someone else. So when she started asking me these questions about, you know, I told her about you, I started to think, hmm, this is this is deeper than what I thought, and it was. So my friend had had been going over to my mom's house under different circumstances for just a, it was a short amount of time. She had just started doing it, and it was because she wanted to start wedging a, a little wedge between my friend and I. She goes, she said so many awful things about you that I thought, this is not my friend that I've known for two years. She said, so I didn't really know what to do. And then when my party came, my friend didn't know what to do because she'd been going over to my mom's house on the down low, being filled with a bunch of garbage. But then she had been friends with me for two years and she didn't know, what do I do? Do I tell her that her mom's doing this? She felt like totally caught in this rock and a hard place. But you know what? Our friendship was never the same after that because there's a saying that I'll have to look it up, but I remember hearing this quote that uh, our brains are wired to believe the first story, the first version of a story that we hear. So it's like, because my friend was a Christian too, she felt it was her duty to remain neutral. And I felt like that was not okay. (laughs) I don't know 
I'm sure everyone would have their own opinion. But for me, I started to see that I could no longer really trust someone who with my feelings, like I would find nothing wrong if she wanted to go hang out or whatever, but I would never share anything about my mom with her ever again, because I can't share personal stuff like that with someone who like feels like she, she says, I know what your mom has done to you is absolutely awful. And what she's done to your sister is absolutely awful. But um, I just, I still love your mom. I still love her too. And I love you and I love both of you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, eh, I don't think you understand what abuse is. And I don't think you understand the depth of what my mom has done to my sister and I, I don't think you understand the gravity of it. And that's the hard part about sharing narcissistic abuse with people who have no idea what it is. They don't have any clue. And it is often like, you know, trying to get people to smell the number nine. It, it, you, it's impossible unless they have experienced it or witnessed it. They don't understand the gravity. They don't understand the, the depth of the cuts that the narcissist has done to you. And I started to, that was my first time understanding that there's no way that I'm ever going to get this friend back. She looks at it as a forgiveness thing where, oh, I'm a Christian. I can't judge. No, this is all, this is all toxic. You can judge righteously. You can call a spade a spade. You can you can forgive someone, but you don't have to trust them. And I felt like I would no longer be able to share my feelings because I would always get some lukewarm, mealy mouth, you know, saying, and that would be the depth of it. So that's the hard part is trying to explain to someone who has not been emotionally abused um, about that. (laughs) So if they don't see you bruised up and cut or broken, it's like they don't understand the depth of the abuse. So when I read the sinful graphic, she's moved away now. And I just kind of pulled away from her. Um, then once you start seeing narcissism, you start seeing it everywhere. And I started to question our friendship because, um, I will talk about narcissists and competing because slowly I started to see to me, a real friend wouldn't have a problem being able to see the true you. Um, and they wouldn't have been easily swayed or bamboozled, but I do think it was because she, um, was looking at it through a Christian lens. Like she just felt like it was cut and dry. We just, just move on. You just forgive your mom and just move on. And I'm like, you can't do that with a narcissist. They will just keep stabbing you and over and over and over again. That's what they do. You can't slap their hands and say, no, 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 narcissist. When I turn my back, don't stab me because they will stab you. So don't trust them. So I just realized that this person does not care to understand what I'm going through. They just literally want to just think about themselves and, you know, that's, that's that. So I no longer have that friendship anymore. They ended up moving away anyways. And COVID hit, which was a perfect exit for me and my family. And we have not gone back to that church because I also felt 
This was just one scenario, so I won't go dive into that. I'm going to move into the next infographic. So to wrap that up, narcissists will definitely give you clues to the things they are doing. You got to teach yourself to read between the lines and do some like reflection back on the things they've said. And you got to play like this little clue game, you know, you got to think, hmm, they said this. Let's see how this can be applied. So the next infographic I wanted to share is um, this one has no author. And oh, wait, it looks like it's like shiny. It's really tiny. It's from a tumblr.com shiny something shiny star bright something like that dot tumblr.com but it's super tiny it's it's like barely legible try not to stress over the shady people who betrayed you i know it hurts but the truth is that they were always shady they they are never going to change and you're actually much better off now because at least you know who they really are and that is something that i want you to remember that it's not about you. They're the broken ones. We are interchangeable pieces in their broken narc puzzle. Once they're done putting us in their little slots of their little narc puzzle, once they're done with us, we're expendable. It has literally nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with their brokenness. And, and I agree. At least now we know who they are. We got their number. We got... We know where they're at. We know what they look like under their little fake mask. We know what they're capable of. We know the damage that they are capable of. And we have every right to go, you know what? I see you and I want you, and I'm going to stay as far away from you as I possibly can because nothing good comes from being around a narc and nothing good comes from beating yourself up and going, oh, I was stupid. I should have seen it. I should have seen it. No. No, because you're a good person and you trusted someone. And then that says everything about them being bad to you. That, that's what it, that's what they say. Any When people are treating you bad, it's, it's on them. That's their character. Don't let them drag you down in the mud. Do not get into the mud with the pigs. Do not try to make them listen. Do not try to make them treat you better. They're not going to do it. If they're a true narcissist, you are wasting your time. Save your energy. Save what glowing light is left of you and get out of Dodge if you if you can. In every way you can, you need to. And also, like it says, do not stress over the shady people who have betrayed you. So we're going to move on to the third topic I want to talk about is just quickly narcissists and the internet. All right, so I wanted to end this episode on a laugh and also pointing out narcs on the internet. All right, so since I've gone no contact with my mom, the first thing she did was create a Facebook account. Now, knowing that I had told her to leave, the first time she showed up at my house, when she just appeared and said, I, and I said, why didn't you call? Why are, you know, why are you just stopping by? And it was right when we were in the middle of getting dinner and my kids were playing a game with my husband at the table and I was, you know, um, getting dinner around and he was helping me in between the kids and, and then she just showed up, you know, and that's when she was like beating her fist on the table and telling me she has rights and she didn't have to leave and 
she's an American and all this stuff. <laughs> it was so, so nuts. So that time, you know, right after that, she immediately um, would ask, because my sister was still uh, living with her at that time, and she would ask my to see she would ask to see my sister's Facebook page so that she could like spy on me. She would create Facebook pages and she would um, try to friend me on random like why and what what would make this woman think that I am so stupid that once I told her, listen, I know you're a narc. I know all the dirty dealings you've been doing behind my back. I know everything you've been doing and you are out of my life. Then she would go on Facebook and make a make an account and put her name on it and then request to be my friend. Like, are you kidding me? Because it killed her not to know what was going on in my world. It killed her not to know. Any person she runs into to this day, she will go, how is she doing? What is she doing? How are my grandkids? What are they doing? Like just prying, just salivating for any chunk of information she can have because I was her target. I must've been pretty good supply for her because she fed off for me my whole freaking life. <laughs> so it was crazy. So, you know, it nar narcissists will use the internet. One, they will use it as a trough. Like you will be able to tell the people on TikTok. There's a lot of narcissists and TikTok. That is instant feeding right there. Instantaneous feeding. The likes, the follows, the interactions, the sympathy, um, all this stuff. It's instant feed. It's a feed fest. It's a buffet. It's a narc buffet. Social media is a narc buffet. You will have the people who are brag about every good deed they do on the internet. Like all those videos. Oh, and it shows like, oh, a guy walking up and giving a pair, um, a homeless person send a sandwich or some money or a pair of shoes. Uh, you can do that without recording yourself, but no, 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 not a narcissist. They want that, that good deed out there so they can get all that hero narc feeding, you know, that hero narc action. Oh, oh, look at you're such a good person. But all of us normal wired people are going, uh, no, you are just feeding, feeding and thirsty. You're thirsty for attention and adoration and and um, all that, that narcs love. They love all of that. So narcs will use the internet as a, as a nice quick feed. They also will use our, the internet for their negative feeding. They will get on and they will fight over politics, over religion, over... I remember there was this gentleman who confessed. He, when we stopped going to church, this guy came over and he was like, I noticed that you had posted some stuff on Facebook about covert narcissists. And I was, and I wondered, is, is she dealing with this? Because I too am dealing with this. I found out that my mom is a covert narcissist. And it was like really enlightening to hear this other person have the exact same experience of me. He goes, and then I realized that I might also be a narcissist because I haven't treated my family very nice at all. And and so I've been really trying to work on myself. And I was like, well, the first thing I remember them saying is if you wonder if you're a narc, you probably aren't a narc, but you might have like a flea infestation or you might be somewhere on the spectrum. You know, you, you, got, you can pick up bad behaviors from your abuser until you do the work to unwire yourself. 
And um, he was like, yeah, that's what my wife said, da-da-da. She really knows a lot about narcissism now that we've been dealing with my mom and stuff. And, you know, and I thought that this guy, okay, he's pretty based. He's he's waking up and he knows what narcissism is. No, no, no. I'd, I feel like he may still have some work to do because I remember I posted um, a picture of a flower garden one time on my Facebook page. And um, this was when I had stopped going to church at that church. And it was because my mom had been there and God only knows, literally God probably is the only one that knows and him, him and my mom um, would know how many people she badmouthed me to and I was like you know what I just can't do this I can't go to church anymore knowing that she like just just infiltrated any interaction that I had and just I just couldn't it was just no I couldn't bring myself to to have to clean up that mess and have to put out every fire I know that woman lit in that place so um, I had posted a picture of a flower garden a beautiful flower garden on my Facebook page and that that same man who calls himself a Christian and a knowing knows about narcissism <laughs> and has had grown up with a covert narcissist mom wrote on my page I was like this is so this is so beautiful or something like that and he was like wrote this long paragraph trashing the flower garden he's like when I look at that I just see hours and hours of tedious work getting everything perfect and wait and then just in a in a, like a couple weeks all of your hard work goes down the drain because all those flowers will die and you'll have to start over doing it again I was like whoa who hurt you dude <laughs> like get get away I can't once you take once you have you know what narcs smell like <laughs> it's hard to get it out of your nose it's like a skunk you know you're just like you after you smell skunk you're like do i still smell it or is it like in my nose i don't know um i was like wow this guy finds himself to be pretty amazing to just pee all over my pictures of a freaking flower garden if a flower garden triggered this dude he's got some work to do that's what i was looking at i was like why are you here why are you being a tool on my Facebook page about a, a Facebook, about a flower garden? So narcs will feed to get attention. They will feed to get sympathy. They will use the internet to track you down. They will use the internet to stalk you. They will use the internet to also smear campaign you on the internet, whether it be on social media, whether it be giving bad reviews, whether it be going and seeing who is on your friends list. Make sure to make those friends lists anonymous so that nobody can see who you're friends with because just like me pointing out to my mom, oh yeah, I really like hanging out with them. They're super nice. And I put like a freaking target right on my friend's back and then she just went after them. Same thing about showing up your friends with people on Facebook. It makes their job so much easier. They can just go into Facebook, see who you're friends with, and then start sending them messages. Because if they're not on Facebook, they'll also do what my mom did and start trying to send my in-laws cards, trying to schmooze them. Where she would be, was in a, an an utter competition with them before all of a sudden she's trying to send them cards in the mail magically when i went no contact with her so i'm telling you narcissists will use the internet to stalk you to find out where you're living they will do it to try to um to get a hold of your workplace they will try to find out if you have any any public 
information, they will use that internet to attack you. So make sure you lock down your Facebook accounts, you lock down your friend accounts, you block them on the internet so they can't even try to track you down. Because I've noticed that my mom, now that she's been remarried to that dude that she met for like six weeks and then all of a sudden they're madly in love and they're, they moved in and got married together. Yeah, that guy, now that she's made, now that I know her last name, her new last name, because she sent me a wedding invite because, you know, I'd have to be smoking something to show up to this wedding. <laughs> this woman sent me a wedding invite. I had removed her from my house twice. I have told her to get lost. And she has the audacity to try to send me a wedding invite, you know, saying, oh, I just want to start over. Oh, yeah, I bet you do. I bet you would love to have a second, a second refill on this trough. I bet you would. It's like going up and get refill on your soda pop, okay? No thanks, not happening. So they will do everything they can to track you down, to stalk you. I've had to delete two podcasts before because she remembered that I did podcasts and she remembered the handle that I used and then she tracked me down and was keeping tabs on me through my podcasts. They, when they're thirsty, they will do anything they need to do to get that thirst. So that leads me to this funny story. I know I went a little in depth on why, what, what narcissists will do on the internet, but this, this screamed narcissist to me and if it's, if the lady could not be, but this is a narcissist move. This woman for Thanksgiving bought a Marie calendar pumpkin pie. This is on Facebook. I'll put the link in the show notes. So this is going around Facebook and it's hilarious. So she bought a Marie Callender pumpkin pie and then she burnt that puppy until the whole flipping pie is charcoal, dark charcoal burnt pie. And she took a picture of this burnt pie and she says, thanks Marie Callender for ruining Thanksgiving dessert. To me, that was a total narc move. One, inattention to detail. They, they immediately played the blame card and immediately became the victim and then immediately used the internet to get sympathy and, or I don't know what she thought. That's the other thing. Narcs, <laughs> I think that they don't even understand the gravity of their own dirt because anybody who would burn a pie and then get a hold of the company and trash them on the internet really has a high opinion of themselves to not think that the internet would go back at her and be like, um, chick, no. <laughs> so she must be so delusional that she thinks that she's amazing and nobody's going to push back on this because you know what? She farts rainbows. That's why. So this picture of this burnt pie is just massive. So the <laughs> the comment section is what I wanted to share with you guys because it's hilarious. The first comment was, meh, it's fine. Just scrape off the dark part with the butter knife. It's all good. And let me tell you, the whole thing is the dark part. The whole pie is just dark. It's charcoal. So Bless Marie Calendars. They said, hi, Sharon. Thanks for your post. We're really sorry to hear our pumpkin pie let you down this year. We'd like to get in touch with you so we can hear more and help. Please send us a private message so we can connect. And then the, the next comment was, Marie Calendars, please send her a larger version of the back of your box. 
Because <laughs> clearly she did, cannot read, you know, what's in the instructions. So um, then they also said, send it in the mail certified so she can't say she didn't get it and blame another burnt pie on them. And then another lady said, Marie Callender's, you're very sweet. And then the, <laughs> this one, Marie Callender's, why are you sorry? This was um, Janine says, Marie Callender's, why are you sorry? You didn't cremate her pie. You didn't set her oven temperature to the hell setting. She did that all on her own. Maybe she just needs to lay off the sauce before cooking next time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, so the, the comments were so funny. This other person, Allison, said, How many days did you bake this for? Because <laughs> it's that charcoal. <laughs> And then Clarissa says, quote, loses job. Great. Thanks, Marie Callender. <laughs> so it was just funny. So it was just like a perfect example of another way narcissist internet to blame everything on um, businesses. Because then they're like, oh, well, I did this horrible thing or I bought this product and I wrecked it or whatever. I'm just going to get a hold of that business. I'm just going to crap talk them. That's what I'm going to do. Because anyway, they can triangulate, right? Anyway, um, I was in the grocery store today and I'm like, I must be a freaking narc magnet because this this guy totally seemed like, uh, like he was triangulating between... Like he had to crap talk someone and it just couldn't stop. Like I was in this dairy in the dairy aisle and I just ran in to get a couple things and I'm minding my own business. And this guy goes, Hmm, what kind of butter should I get? And I was like, I thought maybe he was just talking out loud to himself. And he's like, do you know what kind of butter I should get? And I thought, well, maybe he's on the like Bluetooth. Maybe he's asking someone that he's on the phone with what kind of butter he should get. And then he says it again, what, hey, what kind of butter should I get? And I'm like, clearly now he must be talking to me. So I look at him and I said, what? <laughs> because I'm like, why, why do I have a, 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 like an arrow going, ask her. And, and I was like, I don't know. Do you want to spread your butter? Or do you want to wait for it to thaw and get room temperature? Are you putting it on toast or are you baking with it? If you didn't get butter and you're putting it on your morning toast or whatever, get the spreadable butter that has a little bit of like olive oil or whatever in it to make it malleable so that you can spread it. If you're going to bake with it, then get the sticks. And he's like, I don't know what kind. And I'm like, I just told you. And he goes, well, you think she would have told me what kind to get, huh? And I was like... Yeah, but she didn't. She didn't tell me what kind of to get. So now I don't even know what kind to get. She should have told me. And I thought, I feel like, I feel like this guy is triangulating me with this uh, this other person now. <laughs> like I'm supposed to chime in and go, yeah, she sucks. She should have told you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not. What is this? Does this guy just want to complain about something like this pumpkin pie lady? <laughs> I'm not participating. I said, well, I gave you your options. And then I left. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know you. You're, you're clearly a little bit of an angry individual and I want nothing to do with you. So just watch out. They will try to suck you in. If not to be a supply, to be a flying monkey. So um, I think Mrs. Uh, what, what's her name on this pumpkin pie? I think her name was Susan. I think Susan came to the internet looking for some sympathy with that charcoal pie. And uh, it did not go well for her. So 
All right, well, that is it for episode six. And uh, we will move into closing time. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the ramblings of episode six. (laughs) And um, I hope each episode I record helps someone who may be going through a similar situation or knows someone who has... It can be discouraging to many because they feel guilty for even airing the dirty deeds done by others, but we should never feel shamed into silence. And if you have a story of your own that you would like to share, you can email the show at IWasHornSwoggled at gmail.com or head to HornSwoggledPodcast.com to use the record a message option on my website. So like I said, never feel ashamed for sharing your story they don't like it uh, they I will talk about that too because when anything that makes them look bad they don't like and they want to eradicate that immediately I have I have another story that goes with that but that's another uh, story for another episode so <laughs> you will realize that the more you look um, back at your life you're like wow I really lived through a lot of uh, interesting scenarios with these narcs, man. If that's one thing, they give you a lot of stories. So I don't want to keep them locked away. I don't want to be weighed down by them. They don't live in my head rent-free anymore. I just try to look at it with a healthy sense of um, WTF and then try to just, my coping mechanism, like I said, is just to laugh about it because it's like, what else can I do? So, But I also like to share it with on my podcast. So I hope it has helped you in some way and I hope you have a blessed day. Bye-bye.